It's Monday, July 31st. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice, and this is What A Day, where we are actively questioning why J.K. Rowling gave Harry Potter the same birthday as Trayvell. Now, you know, I don't want to give her too much credit, mm. but she may have been onto something, you know? Yeah, said like a true Leo. And that <laughs> is a birthday compliment. <laughs> On today's show, Russia's military says it shot down three Ukrainian drones over Moscow. Plus, Cardi B responded to a concert goer throwing a drink at her in just the way you'd expect. But first, you may have heard from our friends at Boat Save America that there are no off years, and 2023 is living up to that. As the month of July comes to a close, we wanted to put the spotlight on a special election that's coming up in Ohio. On Tuesday, August 8th, voters in the Buckeye State will head to the polls to decide on a ballot measure known as Issue 1, which will ultimately affect whether Ohioans can enshrine abortion rights protections within the state's constitution. In a nutshell, Issue 1 would make it harder to change or amend Ohio's constitution. Right now, it takes just 50% of voters plus one vote to pass a new constitutional amendment. But if Issue 1 succeeds, it would raise that threshold and make it more difficult to put measures like these on the ballot. I do not like the sound of any of this at all. Mm, Not feeling democratic to me. Right? But tell us how exactly does this tie into abortion rights? Yeah, it's a good question. And our co-host, Priyanka Arabindi, recently talked to Crooked's VP of Politics, Janiqua McClendon, to get a better picture of what's going on here. So take a listen to their conversation. So what I want to talk to you about is this upcoming election. The people of Ohio are heading to the polls on August 8th to vote on a ballot measure called Issue 1. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Issue 1. What exactly is included in this and why is this so important. Democrats have, or progressives, I should say, or people who think people should have access to abortion, um, have successfully gotten a ballot initiative on the November ballot that will put abortion access in Ohio's constitution. So that's a good thing. But what we saw last year were there were several ballot measures on ballots throughout the country in red states that actually, you know, depending on what they said, it was either to make abortion access less accessible or more accessible. But all of those Mm -hmm. went in progressives favor last year. Right. And so Republicans know that despite how red their state is, there are people on both sides in both parties who want to protect abortion access. So progressives were able to get this on the ballot in November. So Republicans decided to try to put a roadblock in the way, which is the ballot measure that is taking place on August 8th. That ballot measure, what it will do right now in Ohio, if you get a ballot measure on the ballot, voters vote. If it gets, you know, more than half of the votes, then it's passed and it's passed into law. Right. Republicans are trying to raise that threshold from 50% to 60%, saying now you need 60% of the vote if you want to pass a ballot measure, which if this ballot measure passes on August 8th, that means the November ballot initiative that would protect abortion in the Constitution would go from needing a 50% threshold to a 60% threshold. And guess what support for the November ballot initiative is is roughly around 60%. Oh, God. Yeah. So that's why it's important. And that's everything that's going on. Okay. So what does, you know, I think the verbiage of these of these ballot measures is very important. As you highlighted, it's not always like a yes is good and no is bad. What does a yes or a no vote mean specifically on issue one? I don't want people to kind of get tripped up on the semantics here. Like what side are we on? So in this situation, on August 8th for issue one, 
Voting, yes, means that you do want to raise the threshold to 60% to pass future ballot measures. Got it. And that means in November, it will be harder to pass protections for abortion. So you want to vote no, not to raise that threshold and maintain it at uh, 50%. Got it. So we are team no, totally understand. I suppose we can imagine here, but who have been like the biggest supporters and opponents of issue one here? Who are the people who are trying to get this raised? And who are the people who are like, uh, this does not sound like what we signed up for? I mean, this is kind of running along partisan lines, especially because this exists only to stop the ballot measure at the end of the year that would protect abortion access. Right. Republicans actually got rid of August elections because turnout was so low. And that was earlier this year. And then once Democrats said, we're going to work on this abortion measure, they completely reversed course and put an August uh, ballot measure. You know, that kind of tells you where it is. But generally, people who are interested in protecting abortion access are trying to make sure that this ballot measure does not pass. And Republicans who want to make sure that it's harder to protect abortion access because they know people support it are for raising the threshold right now. Um, And this has implications beyond just the ballot measure that we see coming at the end of the year. It means that unlike our normal elections where, you know, if you have two candidates, the person who gets the most wins, now we're, you know, raising the bar and making it even harder to pass some of these laws. And that just means that the things that people want, it doesn't take a simple majority. You know, now you have to like get a lot more people to support these things. Right. What is expected to happen here? Like, what does the polling look like so far? Is this something we need to be really worried about? How are you feeling? I would never tell people not to worry about tricks that a Republican, you know, (laughs) legislature is trying to pull. But typically voter turnout in these August elections have been around 8%, which is why Republicans initially said we don't need to have elections now. Enough people are not participating. But early voting has already surpassed that 8% mark. And it's already surpassed early voting for 2022. Wow. So, um, you know, people are paying attention. And again, People who want to protect abortion access, which we've seen in places like Kansas and Kentucky, are not just Democrats because there's not enough Democrats in those states to do it, um, are paying attention and working hard to make sure that the threshold remains at 50 percent. Got it. Is there anything that Ohio voters need to know in advance? I know August 8th is rapidly approaching. You know, when do they have to be registered by? If you're interested in voting, you're not quite sure if you're registered and all set up. What do you need to know if you're in Ohio? People should know that voting has already started. They should go out to their polling location and cast their vote. And so, you know, the actual election is on August 8th and they have a little bit more time in early voting to participate. But if you want more information on what you need to do to vote, if you live in Ohio, you should go to votesaveamerica.com slash Ohio and you can get the information you need to vote. And if you are just interested in helping and you don't live in Ohio and you want to donate to these efforts or you want to volunteer, you can also go to votesaveamerica.com slash Ohio and find information there to do that as well. That was What A Day co-host Priyanka Arabendi with Shaniqua McClendon, Cricket's vice president of politics. And we also want to mention that shortly after we recorded that conversation, Ohio Republicans filed a new lawsuit to try to block the abortion rights measure in November. By the way... Ohio Secretary of State already gave the amendment the green light to appear on the ballot last week. So this is what we like to call a last-ditch effort. Essentially, they argue that the abortion amendment does not specify which existing laws would be rolled back if it passes. It's not like a stellar legal argument for a lot of reasons, including like mm-hmm. laws are willy-nilly, man, and nobody knows the answer to that question for basically anything. But here we are. They're doing what they can. 
And it's not a lot, but (laughs) they're doing what they can. We will, of course, bring you any updates on the story as we get them and link to some resources in our show notes. In the meantime, that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Hotels.com here. Struggling to keep up with your toddler? We know a hotel that'll keep them entertained. Book family-friendly hotels with pools in the Hotels.com app to find your perfect somewhere. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help, but you don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Russia's defense ministry said that its forces brought down three drones that were headed to strike Moscow. Two of the drones crashed into and damaged a pair of office buildings, and one person was reported injured. Yesterday's attack was the fourth such incident in the Russian capital in just the past month, which the Kremlin has blamed on the Ukrainian government. And while Kyiv hasn't directly confirmed this or previous drone strikes within Russia, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky noted in his nightly national address on Sunday that, quote, the war is gradually returning to Russia's territory, and this is an inevitable natural and absolutely fair process. Gotta say, don't really feel like Putin gets to complain that people are entering his territory, mm-hmm. especially Ukraine and people. You started it. Right. You started it. If he hadn't started it, we wouldn't have been here. Right. We wouldn't be here, boo-boo. Over a year later, you know? Right. hey yay yay At least 44 people were killed and nearly 200 others were hurt after a suicide bomber attacked a political convention in northwestern Pakistan yesterday. It happened in a region close to the border with Afghanistan and appeared to target members of the country's Islamist political party, the JUIF. Police said the attack happened near the convention stage, close to where senior party officials were gathered. As of our record time on Sunday evening, no one has claimed responsibility for the attack, though investigators suspect it may have been carried out by the Islamic State group. It's one of the worst attacks on Pakistani soil in recent years and comes as political parties in that country are gearing up for elections later this year. 
Carlos de Oliveira, the Mar-a-Lago property manager who is now the third person charged in connection with Donald Trump's classified documents case, is set to appear in federal court in Miami later today. Prosecutors allege that he helped move boxes of documents and even asked an IT worker to delete recordings of security video at Trump's resort after the Justice Department issued a subpoena for it last year. We don't know much about De Oliveira, except that he doesn't appear to be part of Trump's inner circle. CNN and other outlets have reported that he was involved in a strange incident last summer where a drained pool at Mar-a-Lago ended up flooding the room where surveillance video servers were kept. However, that incident was not brought up in Thursday's superseding indictment, which added De Oliveira as a defendant and tacked on new charges against Trump and his longtime aide, Walter Nauta. Look. It's tough when you work for the former president. The former president says, do this, it's cool. You probably assume it's cool. Then again, you work for Donald Trump. So maybe maybe your judgment <laughs> has been compromised along the way. But, you know. You know. And finally, consider this a textbook case of fucking around and finding out. On Saturday, rapper Cardi B struck back against an audience member in Las Vegas who threw a drink at her during a performance of her 2018 hit, Bodak Yellow. Keeping with the spirit of that iconic track, which is all about hitting back at haters, Cardi responded by chucking her microphone at the drink thrower. Now, I don't know what folks were expecting here, but... It seems like an appropriate response to me, but what do I know? Using your judgment when making decisions is very important. And I can think of very few people I'm less likely to throw water at than Cardi B. Listen, I am right there with you. Videos of the exchange from different angles have been making the rounds on social media, though it's not clear if Cardi's mic actually hit anyone. It is, however, the latest in a string of incidents where performers have been hit by things thrown at them by concert goers. Singer BB Rexa needed stitches after she was struck in the face by a cell phone while performing in New York City last month and Harry Styles was smacked by objects at least twice while on tour this summer. Of course, we here at WAD do not condone violence against anyone. Mm. But really, people, do not pick a fight with someone who is both ambidextrous and has good aim. Mm -hmm. Just ask Nicki Minaj. Just ask Nicki Minaj. When you throw the first hit, Mm. you can't get mad that you get hit back, okay? Mm. Some of these rappers might be playing around. Listen, Cardi B is from the streets, as they say. Right. Um, Now, some of y'all's favorite internet rappers these days may be faking it and just playing along. Mm -hmm. In the words of, you know, the great songwriters, Crime Mob, Mm -hmm. Run Up, Get Done Up. Correct. And here we are. And here we are. Don't do this. Yeah, just don't, y'all. Just don't. Don't. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go. If your summer goals include fighting for bodily autonomy, reversing dumb book bans, and rooting for orcas to take down yachts, you might as well let everyone know, and we can help you out with that. Check out some of the new additions to the Crooked Store. We have tees, stickers, magnets, and tote bags to show the world where you stand. Plus, a portion of each sale helps support organizations doing incredible work across the United States. Head over to crooked.com store to shop now. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, keep your drink to yourself, and tell your friends to listen. And if you are into reading and not just Mar-a-Lago security camera logs like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Trayvell Anderson. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. 
And, and it's, it's Leo, Leo season, season, baby. baby. Listen, that means I'm celebrating all month long. You will deal with it and you will be happy. I'm ready. And today may be your birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. But I will continue to celebrate you through the month of August. As you should. Period. Period. <laughs> Wooda Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producers, Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. Our intern is Ryan Cochran, and our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.